Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hi Friend Podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is a podcast I started with my best friend, Kaylee, to share our perspectives of navigating the mysterious, exciting, and sometimes daunting journey of being single women in our 30s, living into our dreams, figuring things out as we go, and celebrating the beauty through it all. As life enters a new season for both of us, we hope this will be a space where you get to experience freedom to live the life you were created for and deep joy to delight in the journey along the way. By inviting you to listen in on our conversations, through sharing my stories, and by adding new friends to the mix as well. I'm so excited you're here, and I can't wait to create and live out our most beautiful lives together. Hi, friends. Welcome to the latest podcast recording I have ever done. Uh, This is probably a huge mistake. I also have like all the lights turned down in here um, and a candle going and I feel like I'm going to fall asleep in the the middle of this, but I was feeling inspired and I also just wanted to make sure I got a podcast up this week. And so as I was driving home from my community group at like 10 o'clock at night, I started piecing this together in my head, which is actually some thoughts I'd already been thinking about. And I, I just felt like I wanted to record. So here we are, and I'm going to try to most likely keep this short and sweet so that I can go to bed soon. But I, uh, to build off of kind of a topic I did, I think it was two episodes ago about not saving intimacy until marriage, just meaning in there, I kind of dove into the concept of like, why we shouldn't save our deepest emotional intimacy um, for our romantic partners and how important I think it is um, and something that's been neglected a lot or I think um, we just elevate like these romantic partnerships or our spouses to this level of um, you know this this one person who gets all of us and um, everyone else is kind of like the second best and and on the one hand like that it, there are necessities for like, <laughs> prioritizing your spouse of course I get that and that they will receive like the deepest parts of you in some ways but I just think that um, it just does us such a disservice um, not only to single people but to married people as well when we don't have these full and whole relationships with with other people in our lives and so um, it's just a topic I've been really kind of diving into in my own heart and my own brain and I'm also like you know, part of that has been intentionally seeking that out and, and making sure it's a part of my life. But then also the other part of it is just that I feel very blessed and lucky to have pictures of that in my own life. And so as I've started to question, you know, like, um, where I'm at in life and, and in being single and how I actually am in such a, like a state of content, um, contentment, and I'm, feel so like blissful and full with my life just as it is and as I've tried to intentionally reframe kind of this season of life um I realized that one of the things that has been so helpful to me and I know not everybody in my in my life stage similar life stage has this and so I I have like a lot of sympathy for um for people who don't have the same type of community and friendships that I do, but I also absolutely believe that that is available to everyone. And, um, it just has to do with, with seeking out people that, um, think and feel similarly to you. And, um, whether that's like you enjoy doing the same things or you 
are in the same life stage or live in the same area or you're part of the same church or sports team or whatever it might be. I just, I, I really think, um, and I want to encourage people that it doesn't have to be as hard as maybe it feels to go out and make community. But I, I do feel very lucky that I have such a wide array of friends in all different stages of life and who haven't like shunned me or ostracized me just because of where I'm at in life. And I feel so included and, um, yeah, it's just, it's such a gift. And so I think when I've talked about kind of the concept of intimacy with friendships and, um, just the value of that and what, uh, how life giving and what a gift it can be to choose to be so vulnerable and like loving and, um, all the things that you maybe feel like you might have to save for a spouse, um, to have that, um, in your friendships. A lot of times I've been referring to my girlfriends because I, I have such amazing examples of that in my girlfriends and I'm, um, there's been, you know, a few very specific ones that I'm referencing when I'm talking about, talking about that. But, um, something that I've recently kind of started thinking a lot more about and have a few things to say is the idea of platonic, um, opposite sex friendships, which I realize I'm coming from, you know, a heteronormative type background where, um, I, you know, I'm referring to heterosexual relationships and, um, friendships. And so, um, I'll try to be inclusive with how I use language around that, because I think this can apply to a wide, um, array of, of types of relationships. But in, in my instance, I'm referring to guy friendships of mine, male friendships that I have, um, that are, um, solely platonic and, uh, and just what an absolute gift that's been to me. And, um, how this kind of came about was a, a couple, a couple things that I feel like have happened or just kind of clicked together in my mind. But, um, first of all, I've, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he'll listen to this. He honestly like might even be able to hear me because of how close <laughs> we live together. But I have a neighbor in the back who, you know, it's actually really ironic because like when, um, I found out there was a guy moving into that unit, which is literally like my door backs up to the back unit. And I was kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. Or that that'll be strange. Like, just cause like we have such a solid girl community here, like on the Island and just wanting everyone to like be friends and get to hang out together. Obviously it's not like exclusive to guys. We just, it just happens that there's a lot of girls. And I think the headspace that I was in was more, just in a place of like, I have so many great girlfriends and we're all in the same life stage. And so it was more so that I just like, didn't even think that it would be someone that I would become very close to. I'm not really sure why. Um, and then lately we have just become like really good buddies and I, I I feel so, it's so fun to have like a masculine energy around and like someone to be close with on like a daily basis. Like I have, I'll talk about, get into some other, um, like male friendships of mine, but those are like a little more spaced out, I feel like, and, and how we interact with each other. And so I just, it was something that I didn't even realize I was kind of missing in my life, like not having um, a boyfriend for so long and not really dating and like having a consistent, um, 
like close guy friend. And so it's just has been, it truly has been so fun. And I realized like the difference of that masculine feminine energy. And so to have, um, someone that's just like this presence in my life and that's like close by and, uh, we can like spontaneously go do things or hang out has just been really, really fun for me. And so, uh, I've been extra grateful for that. And then also the other part that inspired kind of even this podcast for this week was as I was coming back from, so I'm in a community group at my church, which is just like a small group. And I happen to be the only single person. It used to be Kaylee and I were the two single girls and um, there was even a point when Kaylee moved, some of the, the girls in the group were like, are, are you planning on leaving or going to a different group now that Kaylee's no longer here? And I was like, oh my gosh, no, like you, you guys are my people. And I, I love this group so much. And I did like, wouldn't have even crossed my mind to leave this group. And they're like, okay, cause we were so worried. And we thought maybe since like, you're the only single person. And that's really the only time they've even kind of even called that out. Like, I don't feel um, like separate from the group in that sense. I mean, of course there's an, like an awareness of that at times, but I just feel so included and so a part of the group and so close to the girls and then to the guys that it like, it wouldn't even be an issue at all. And so I, this is a group we've been together for I like over two years now. And one of my favorite things about it is the fact that I now have like so many married guy friends in my life that feel like these incredibly safe and just good relationships in my life. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, so tonight we were doing like affirmations and cause it was our last night meeting for the summer. And so we were just talking, like going around and affirming one another and, um, there's one, um, particular guy in our group, Kyle, who was actually like the original high friend fan. <laughs> um, and it, his friendship and his relationship to me is just, is something that I value so much and is so special because I feel like we can be such good friends and he's like such a support to me. And, um, we can quote the office together and like just have so much fun. But I also, feel so safe in the sense that I, I love watching how much he loves his wife and seeing their relationship and their relationship is actually one that I like really look up to. And, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's not, it's not jealous because it's more of like a, I aspire to be like, I, I hope that my relationship looks somewhat like theirs someday. And, and so to have like this guy that I can, be close to and admire and be grateful for, but have no, like no blurry lines as far as, um, confusion around like being romantic or flirty or anything like that. Like I, without a shadow of a doubt, trust that he loves and is so faithful and loyal to his wife. And I get to just be myself in that. And, um, I think like, you know, of course not all, um, male, female friendships can be really simple and uncomplicated. And I, I do think that if you're close enough to someone, you know, uh, let's say a single person, not someone that's married, but let's just say in that context, like it is hard, of course, to not have either that, like the sexual energy or the, 
um, just like the emotional attachment to that person not kind of get muddy or, or in the way. And so that's why I think with some of my guy friends who are married, it's just this, like it, it just feels like such a healthy and like life-giving relationship to have in my life. And, um, beyond the people that I know personally, I think another thing that had really just been like impactful and inspiring to me are actually, I didn't even realize this until I started writing out the examples, but they're all podcast hosts that are, um, like male, female podcast hosts that are, are really close to one another. And so the first example was Cheryl Strayed and Steve Almond from the Dear Sugar podcast, which I don't really listen to anymore because they've stopped doing new episodes, but I, that's what, it was one of my absolute favorite podcasts. And it's so like, it just feels very therapeutic, literally. It's like listening to therapists. And so, um, you know, they're both married and in these wonderful relationships and they talk about their spouses and incorporate that. And yet you can tell that they have this deep, genuine love and care for one another. And so I wasn't even really able to put words to that for a while until I had been listening for a long time. And then I was like, what make, what is one of the things that draws me to this podcast so much or that makes me so happy. And it was realizing that I, the picture of the two of them together just felt very, um, like healing, I guess is the right word. And, and so, yeah, I, I, I mean, if you're not, so this is going to be maybe resonate a little bit more with people who grew up in the church, which, um, by the church, I mean like Christian church. Um, I don't, I'm not super familiar with how other religions are around this. And it's obvious, it's probably also varies church by church as well. Um, but I think not all the time, but I think sometimes there was this kind of message. Like I know a lot of church staffs have, um, pretty strict rules about being alone with someone of the opposite sex. Like, um, especially if, if one of them was married, like you, you couldn't ride in a car together, um, to even just like avoid the appearance of, of any like misconduct. Um, and I can somewhat understand the heart behind that. Of course I, you know, they're, they're just saying to like live above reproach and just to be extra careful and respectful of your spouse. But I think the message that that ultimately sends is one that's really, really damaging. And it's the fact that we can't be trusted with someone like our, our emotions and our bodies and our urges, um, like are out of control and they can't be, they, they can't be trusted if we're going to be just put in a scenario of someone of the opposite sex. And I know if you, um, if you grew up in the church and you are on the side of um, like agreeing with these rules, then you you might disagree with what I'm saying because, um, I, you know, people might think that there's a need for those boundaries and it's really important and to maintain like a sense of um, trust and stability in a marriage, then that's, that's okay. But I, um, and then if you didn't grow up in the church and you're thinking like, whoa, that's ridiculous and that sounds super strict and super legalistic, um, then I can understand <laughs> that as well. And so... I think like somewhere in the middle is that I just, I didn't realize that that concept was one that was kind of, um, 
just like instilled in me throughout years of, of hearing that at the, in, um, in the church and growing up. And, um, it's not that I didn't see like my parents have friends of the opposite sex necessarily. And, um, I, and that it's so important, like, of course, to establish trust with your partner. But I think that that's the bottom line. Like when you have that trust there, then you shouldn't have to worry about that. And I think to kind of like condemn or vilify the concept of like, men and women can't, can't just be friends. Like that's, it's too tough or like, um, you know, men shouldn't be trusted, can't be trusted or women can't be trusted or whatever it might be. Like that is robbing us of these experiences. And, and so as I've continued to see that be debunked, like through examples of, of really healthy male, female friendships, it's felt like something has like been, brought back to life in me or like that it, it's clicking in a way that feels like, yes, this is what it should be like. There should be this freedom and this, um, acceptance and like, and permission to be able to, to have these friends that are, um, that are so important to us and so like necessary and balancing, um, whether we're single or whether we're in a relationship and that, you know, when we choose someone to be with romantically, like then that's part of the deal is like, we are, are committing to that person to say like, I, I want to be, I choose you. I choose you over other people and I am trusting, you know, I'm promising to be trustworthy with my affections and with my commitment to you. And then I'm also believing that you're going to do the same for me. And, and I know that's not always easy and I haven't always been able to, um, have that kind of peace and even times where I've had that trust broken and had to, you know, um, learn to like forgive and let that go and know that that's not always going to be every story of what's going to happen in relationships. Um, but I, I just feel so lucky to have like so many solid marriages in my life that I can point to that I see them as people who have all these friendships outside of um, just the two of them and that their spouse isn't, you know, watching them like talk to another girl or whatnot and, um, looking at them with like distrust or worry that it's just, that's okay. And they know that that person loves them and, um, that they would even hope that that person would have friendships of the opposite, um, gender and, um, because of how it enriches their lives. And so, um, yeah, I just, I just feel so grateful for the, the, the guys in my life. And, um, yeah. So whether that's Christian, my neighbor, Kyle, um, from my community group, I actually have three Kyles in my life that are all very special to me. So Kyle, Kyle and Kyle, (laughs) um, my friend Travis, he's someone, um, I used to work with a column five and I just always felt, um, same thing, like just really grateful for the way that we were able to like bond and, um, be really close. Like, almost feeling like a brother kind of a relationship and, um, but knowing and loving, like seeing how close he is to his wife and, um, just the really sweet and beautiful relationship that they have and me being friends with her too. Um, and then, yeah, the guys in, um, my community group, uh, Dan Davis, Mark Tyler, um, are all just such big gifts to me. My friend Jake, um, he's someone that is, yeah, it just, it's really sweet to have like these guy friends that I get to go out, um, like kind of like on dates with almost. And, um, I say that just because I think like 
we don't have to keep people in certain buckets or categories of like, oh, a date is just like something that you do to try to figure out if you're supposed to meant to be with someone. But it's just a time together to, you know, talk, like get caught up in your lives and to encourage one another and to inspire one another and affirm each other. And, and it, like, I don't mean this in a using sense, like, oh, it feels, you know, like, oh, I'm getting this need met by getting to go on these like dates with guy friends, but it does feel, feel that, that male female connection or yeah, male female connection for me of, of like how fun it is to go out with a guy and how different that is than going out with my girlfriends. And so, um, yeah, I guess that's, I just wanted to share like the gratitude that I have for that in my own life and how, how much it has meant to me. And, um, and I think the, so I hope that makes sense. And then I guess like the takeaways from that being, um, that there's a few different things I feel like that I'm hoping that I was able to convey or that I would like to convey from, from sharing all this is number one, um, you are trustworthy to be around and you can trust yourself to be friends with people of the opposite gender or of, um, the opposite sexual orientation of you. And that I think like the message can sometimes be like that you aren't to be trusted with your, with your body or with your, um, emotions or your urges or whatever that you, you know, you'll, you'd have to set boundaries in order to, um, not do something inappropriate. And I just think that that doesn't set us up for success when we don't, when we enter into a situation already feeling like we're maybe like meant to fail or that we're going to, um, mess it up or yeah, or that we're just not to be trusted. And so I just, it's been freeing for me to have that realization. And I, I hope that you hear that, that you are trustworthy and that you can make choices, um, that are in your best interest and in the best interest of others and that you can have those friendships and, um, and glean the benefits from them and not have to limit yourself to, uh, what maybe you've thought that you've had to, um, based off of society or your faith or family or whatever it might be. And then also the second part being that you can trust others. Like if you have a partner, um, you can trust them to have platonic friendships and that that's, that they can be okay with that, that they can still love you and choose you, but still have platonic friendships. And that's something that I, I, I hope that I'm able to, fully grasp and trust and have that deep peace of, of knowing, um, someday when I'm with someone that I feel safe with them and I don't worry about them straying or choosing someone else. Um, but that I, I, I hope that they have and maintain and delight in their, all the friendships of their lives and the people that have built, um, built them into the person that they are. Um, and then also that it is, it just is so good and so important to be in close community with people who balance us. And I think that there's something really powerful to, um, you know, the desire to have that male, male, female energy, the masculine, feminine energy balance. And that can be, I think in, um, same sex relationships in opposite sex relationships. And so it's not just a matter of like, 
yeah, I just don't think that can only be fulfilled in like a deeply romantic or sexual partnership. Like I think we can gain that from our close friendships and the different people that we surround ourselves with. And so, uh, while sometimes like it might feel really good or be feel really safe or whatnot to just have like a really solid core group of females if you're a female or males if you're a male like I think it's so necessary to find to have and seek out friendships that are of the opposite like energy than you so that you can feel that connection and that that completeness um, and that knowing that you don't just have to reserve reserve that for marriage. And lastly, I just, to reiterate again, I think that community is so, so valuable and so important no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you're in a season of singleness or you are married, I think we just, we're not meant to do this life alone. And I think when you're single, you do have to be a little more intentional about seeking that out and making sure that you are connected to people and that people are, you know, you know, are there to care for you and check in on you and that you're doing the same for others, of course, too. But I, I just want to encourage people to, if they, if you don't feel like you have a, a strong sense of community in your life, that, um, you are worth having that. And there are so many ways to seek it out. I know it's not that easy, but, um, there are people that are wanting to surround you and, um, and love you and that are similar to you. And, um, I think like, yeah, there's just lots of different ways to do that. Even I, I think it's a, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but someone shared this as a tip for finding community. And I, I personally am not a huge Facebook fan and I am kind of like cringy when I think about it, but Facebook groups are actually such a powerful way to find community. And I know so many, there's so many specific groups out there. Like, um, for me personally, the one that I'm loving is, I mentioned this before, but, um, from a single serving podcast, Shaney Silver's podcast, and she started a Facebook group, a private Facebook group. Um, so it's, you know, it's all women in there and people, I'm assuming most of them are all single. And so just like, people in a very similar life stage and then that some of them have already started like doing meetups if they're living in the same city and I've seen that in a few of the other groups I've been in too and my friend um, Jesse and Gerard uh, who have marriage the marriage is funny podcast same thing they've started such an incredible community through their Facebook group and through that podcast and and so um, yeah there's just lots of ways to find different people and I yeah, I just hope that you feel free and safe to trust yourself in relationship with people that maybe you wouldn't have thought you could trust yourself in relationship with and um, to know that you are worthy of all the love and all the friendships as well. So, okay, I absolutely need to go to bed. <laughs> I'm so tired and this could have been a mistake to record this, but um I did it. So I don't know. Hopefully the words sort through into your heart and make sense. And I'm so grateful you guys are here. I was going to try to think of like, what are some things I'm loving right now that I could share? Um, honestly, I don't, I don't know. I'm my olive tree from Trader Joe's. They were selling baby olive trees and I'd wanted one for so long 
and it makes me so happy because when I envision like my future home, I've been wanting a big, pretty olive tree inside. And so this feels like I'm one step closer because I have my baby olive tree in my room now. <laughs> um, so yeah, follow your dreams and buy the plant that you're waiting on right now. And that's all I've got. So thanks for listening, friends. Thanks for being here. And I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and happy almost 4th of July. I'm actually really excited for the 4th this year. Sober 4th of July. That was one that I, a holiday that I was kind of dreading. But I back, when I realized, or when I looked back at the past uh, few 4th of Julys, I realized that I've been sober for actually several 4th of Julys <laughs> randomly. So um, I can definitely do it again this year. And today, um, the 26th marked 10 months sober, so, or alcohol free. I'm trying to kind of change the language around that because I feel like I don't ever want to discredit people who are actually like working, planning on being insane, staying sober. Um, so I don't know what exactly the correct terminology is there, but, um, I'm going to go with alcohol free. So 10 months alcohol free feeling kind of proud of myself and, um, really grateful that I've done this experiment because it's been very good for me. Um, okay. Well, I'm off to bed. Very excited about that. Let's hope that I can get this quickly edited and up and so that it'll be live first thing in the morning. Okay. Thanks so much for being here, friends, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.